Today I want to talk about networks and why they're an important part of your personal leadership strategy. Now it doesn't matter whether you're an extrovert, introvert, ambivert, if you pride yourself in knowing a lot of people or you'd rather be able to count your network on one hand. Because actually there's a lot more to take into consideration about who you surround yourself with as a leader. I'm Lee Griffith, a communications strategist, executive coach and all-round champion of leaders who shun the old school stereotypes. I'm here to help you get clear on your strategy, implement some self-leadership and connect with those you serve through your communications so that you can deliver improved organisational performance, engagement and reputation. Sign up to my newsletters to receive even more useful insights into how to be an impactful leader. You can also find out how I can support your organisation to better connect with the people it serves. Visit sundayspies.com to find out more. In this episode, I'm exploring why your network needs to shift and change as you evolve and how curating yours can be the difference in the impact you make as a leader. I'm recording this episode after spending a couple of days away in Margate with my collaborator in crime, Carrie-Anne. Yes, I was singing Chas and Dave. If you know me, you'll know my decision to go down to Margate was heavily influenced by them. Yes, I did drag Carrie-Anne to the arcades, although to be honest, most were closed and I was very disappointed at the lack of the 5p, 10p fruit machines. I do think there's probably like a niche business that maybe I'll set up in a few years time just to recreate that experience of my childhood because I love a fruity, but not the old mucho money ones. To be honest, there's probably a whole episode I could do on our Margate experience and how, despite the fact that we both love a seaside town, we'd actually overlooked the fact that everything was going to be closed because it was peak winter. But that's on us and that isn't what today's episode is all about. But the topic of networks was sparked by my trip to Margate because it once again showed me just how important it is to have people in your orbit who get you, who will cheerlead for you, who'll go along with your stupid ideas, like trying to find an arcade that's open in peak winter at 8.30 at night, but also who aren't afraid to tell you the truth. They're not going to pander to you. They're going to challenge your thinking and your assumptions. And I absolutely have that in my relationship with Carrie-Anne. She is one of the most trusted people in my network, but it hasn't always been like that. Our relationship and now our collaboration through the How to Take the Lead podcast and other bits of work we do through, through that arm has been an evolution. And those couple of days away and how we interacted and supported and challenged each other really got me thinking about the importance of networks. Now, I have this conversation with every leader who I hold strategy days with and many others when I'm just having a chat with them because it's a subtle, but actually quite major influence on the whole personal leadership strategy, self-leadership, communications dynamic, you know, the whole SLC model that I talk about that contributes to the impact that you're making as a leader. Now, just as a side note, I want to make clear from the start that your network is really different from networking. I'm not going to be talking about awkward events where you have to have an elevator pitch and a business card and you fumble your way through all that small talk. They have a place, perhaps, maybe. But for now, let's park that image and talk about why your network is important when we're talking about impact and the benefits of having the right network. So firstly, and most importantly, 
it enhances your performance and productivity. So the voices you hear in your network are going to be a mix of cheerleader and challenger. That's always going to keep you sharp. It's going to keep you motivated and focused on the things that matter as a leader. You're going to learn from these people. And from that, you're going to get new opportunities, whether it's new business, new jobs, new thinking. But there will be growth from those people around you that will only improve your performance. It's going to help you from a self-leadership perspective because there'll be those who provide a safe space when you need it, who'll make you accountable for your own well-being, and who'll be role models for the type of leader that you want to be. And it's going to improve your communications. So your networks will prove to you that it's possible for you to connect with others, that you can be vulnerable, that you can show up as yourself authentically. They're the people who are going to call you out on your BS. Absolutely, there is a business imperative to be thinking and focusing on your networks. Now, the flip side of all of those benefits are also true. If you don't have the right people in your networks, if you don't have the variety of opinions and voices, if you don't have people who are willing to tell you the truth or are unafraid to speak up, you are not going to make the impact you want as a leader. So as you've probably gleaned from what I've said so far, your network, in essence, is who you surround yourself with. Now, you're going to know a lot of people. And this isn't about how many people you know. That absolutely comes into play when we talk about stakeholders and we start to map them with your priorities as part of your strategy. Your networks are about the people who are most important to you and however you define what's important. And it's understanding what role they play for you and you for them because it's a two way street and you have to be putting into these networks and relationships in order to get that value out. This is going to be a much smaller group of people. And even then, it's not one homogenous group, which is why I keep saying networks. You're going to have different groups with different purposes. It's important that you know where people sit in relation to each other and in relation to you so that you can have clarity in the nature of your relationship and the dealings that you have with them. I like to think of three main types of networks that you will typically have. First and foremost, it's your personal support network. This is your most sacred and normally the smallest network around you. These are the people who are your safe space, who see the best and worst of you, who know you so well that they'll call you out on the BS. They will put you back in your place, but they don't hold you back. And that is such an important distinction. When I worked in my corporate role, these were my closest friends and allies who I could turn to when things got bad. And they just knew whether I needed some humour a shoulder to cry on, a listening ear, or actually a critical eye. And I wouldn't always like what they had to say, but I respected them for saying it. Then you've got your people of influence network. So these I see as the strategically important relationships. People who will align with your values and beliefs, who you recognise that you both respectively play an important role in each other's successes. And you know where that line is so it doesn't cross into that personal support territory 
these are probably people who you will map in your stakeholder map as well and in that high interest, high influence kind of box. They're people you're going to interact with a lot because there is organisational and personal benefit for those relationships. And then the third group is your value add network. So these are people who play a really important part in your life or your business in one way or another. But perhaps they don't see or get too involved in other elements of your life or business. So this is where your business pals might sit or your colleagues at work or if you have a coach or a mentor or you're in a course and you've set up a peer group or something similar. I have accountability groups that I'm part of as a business owner now and they absolutely are my value add network. The bottom line of that network is that you know the role you're all playing for each other and there isn't really an expectation beyond that. Now, I think it's really important to be intentional in your networks and curate, as I said earlier, who you have around you. As a leader, it can be both an incredibly lonely role, but also actually one of the noisiest things you'll do because everyone wants a bit of you. Everyone wants to be heard. You'll be surrounded by people who have stuff to say. And as a leader, you sometimes think you have to listen to everything and everyone. But actually part of leadership is learning to filter. And that includes filtering who is in your networks. I get like this might feel a bit uncomfortable, but this isn't a mucky, manipulative thing to be intentional in your networks. This is about self-preservation and yeah, self-leadership. I think the hardest lessons I've learned in my leadership career is about knowing when to edit and change up who's in my network. So I've had to distance myself and say farewell, or actually perhaps not so politely in some cases, to people in my personal support network because they were holding me back. They were trying to keep me in a place and in a time that I knew I'd outgrown. I knew deep down that those relationships weren't serving me, but I wanted to avoid conflict and it took a lot of reflection and personal growth and help from others in my network, including my coach, to make those changes. Even now in my own business, not many of the voices I allowed to influence me in my early days are still around now. I saw them at the time as part of my influence or value add networks, but either they became part of the noise which really confused me and affected my productivity and performance, or their support was time limited and we both knew when it was time to move on. There have also been people who've moved from one part of my network to another, and that's cool too. So I started at the beginning talking about my trip to Margate with Carrie-Anne. Now, we first met over a decade ago and we were colleagues working in different organisations, absolutely in that value-add network. But over time, we have absolutely trampled into each other's personal support networks. And she's one of the closest people that I can turn to personally and professionally. As leaders, we need to normalise that it's okay to be intentional with our networks and nurture them for mutual gain. This isn't about people pleasing or popularity contests or manipulation. It's not about creating echo chambers or an army of yes people. In fact, if that sounds like your network, you absolutely need to start editing it and being intentional. 
so many of the clients I work with have these breakthrough moments when they realize who in their network is draining their time and their energy, who is trying to hold them back as the person they used to be, not the leader they're becoming. And to begin to start to accept that changing those relationships and dynamics is freeing, it brings space and opportunity. It invites diversity of thinking and approach. It's where your most impactful self will be found. If you're like the leaders I've worked with, you might not have given much thought to your network beyond the everyday interactions you're having with them. But I use this episode as an invitation for you to start your own reflection. This doesn't need to be a long, laborious exercise. You don't need to get pen and paper and perfectly map out your networks and have them all put in their relevant buckets. This is more about taking this as a chance to bring awareness to who you have around you and the role they play as you strive to be a more impactful leader. Think about people that you've interacted with today or yesterday or over the past week. How did they make you feel? Did they drain or energize you? Are they helping you to grow as a leader or are they holding you back? Are they trusted in your personal support network or are they adding value in a particular area of your work or life? Think about what you're giving to these relationships too. Are you serving people well? Or is it time for you to redefine the roles you play in each other's lives? The answers might not be immediately apparent. The reflections probably will throw up some uncomfortable truths or maybe provide that breakthrough on why you're not performing as you'd like. You might need to sit with those feelings for a while before you decide on the action you need to take. You might decide you need to keep a bit of a watching brief on certain relationships to understand whether it's a natural ebb and flow of the support you give each other because, you know, everyone's got their own stuff going on and not everyone's going to be showing up 100% for you all the time and neither will you for them. And that is cool. But if it's a pattern that keeps repeating and you're not seeing the value and you know deep down it's not going to improve, then that might be something you need to think about taking some action on. And you might want to chat through what all this all throws up with someone who it does feel right to talk to within one of your networks. If you've listened to this episode and recognise that your networks could do with some TLC in 2024, then coaching could do for you what it did for me all those years ago. Coaching offers you a safe space to tackle those challenges with some fresh thinking. Visit sundayskies.com to find out more and book your free consultation call. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know on Apple Podcasts or on your app of choice and drop me a line over on LinkedIn. You can find me at Lee Griffith. I'll be back with the next episode in two weeks' time. So in the meantime, remember to sign up to my newsletter at sundayskies.com for further insights on how to lead with impact. Until next time, 